The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Astrolab, the only podcast on the internet that, well, I don't know, we're doing things and stuff and things and stuff, and uh, it's been a week, and Scott and I are here to talk about magic, because we got a lot to talk about, so. Yeah, um, we've, we've stuck around this long, might as well just keep it going, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't take a break this week, uh, but... Uh, we are taking a break next week, some some housekeeping stuff. Um, so I'm going to be on vacation next week. Uh, and then the week after that, I start my new job. So we'll play that by year uh, for sure. But again, congrats on the, the new job gig. And uh, thank you. You know, that's on your bingo card. Go ahead and mark that space off now. Yeah, yeah, sure. So but in that week, it's been a crazy week. We've had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening. And there's a lot of magic news. And it's just because there's a lot of magic news. Magic uh, news that has caused drama, which adds on the magic news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think like I think we'll start um, we'll start by talking about uh, the next standard set that's coming out here, uh, which is Dominary United. Wait, what uh, standard? <laughs> yeah. Well, the next the next expansion set. Uh, we'll also be touching on on Infinity uh, from last weekend from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, we'll also be talking about the uh, full reveal of Explorer and Historic Anthologies, uh, just simply because uh, there's some interesting cards in there. Um, but um, so other than that, other like since last week, didn't really do a whole lot. Like we moved some stuff around. Uh, as Scott can see in the background here, I'm in a different room now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we moved some stuff around and the office is now the well the the, the office slash craft craft room is now in our back room and our bedroom is now in the middle room where our office was and well, you don't have to explain this for our uh audio only listeners who can see what's going on <laughs> in the background yeah Another well so bingo box check right there so the way we worked it out is um i have a computer desk still in the bedroom though that has my work stuff on it so that i can be in there and if my wife comes home and she wants to come in here and watch tv or craft and do stuff in here she can do so without bugging me so it kind of works yeah, out nice like everybody's got their space like you know so, I, I have my office right uh you know my wife has the living room um, right so we, we gotta get her craft room done too so. so yeah so it's 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 there so we're it's it's coming along so we did a lot of work this weekend Cool. Uh, to kind of get to that point but uh so yeah um but yeah so dominaria united uh yeah. is the next standard uh legal expansion that's coming out and uh it's kind of part of the kickoff of their the magic 30th anniversary celebration right uh and so we're 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 going back to dominaria uh the you know the um you know plane where everything kind of began yeah which kind of ties into the whole um 30th anniversary because you know back before everything was just magic right uh there yeah. wasn't really like a plane or a story they were still trying to figure that out 
And then once things kind of settled down uh, and they got their footing, yeah, Dominaria became like, Dominaria was like the plane. Sure, they traveled to other areas in the Weatherlight Saga and all that. Right, right. We weren't, we weren't planer hopping like we are now. Right. Um, and planeswalkers were just legendary characters. Right. Uh, that may have appeared on like multiple cards or what have you. So, but now in, in this, you know, post Lorwyn, post planeswalker world, uh, you know, we have, Planeswalker, multiple planeswalkers in every set. Uh, we're going from uh, a noir type setting to uh, back to Dominaria. Then we're going to be going to more than likely we're going to be going to New Phyrexia sometime early next year. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I believe that may have been a prediction of mine. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I we're, think, we're, we're definitely you know, going back to, to New Phyrexia. It was low hanging fruit, but yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I picked it. But yeah, so we got. A few cards. Yes. And there was... I think the biggest thing is, like, obviously, since it's Dominario, kicker's yeah. back. Dominario sets have always almost always had kicker of some sort. Everything's kicker. We'll get yeah, to well, that that's later. true. But, like, just generally kicker, like, in general, yeah. has been um, part of Dominaria-based sets. And, of course, the kicker we've seen already is uh, to a, a multicolor kicker. Which kind of yep. ties back to like up, you know, the invasion block, invasion, yeah, yeah, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, I think the coolest card I think I've seen so far is like, like Jaya's pretty sweet. Like that seems very powerful uh, for a uh, four mana, four ability planeswalker. Um, like seems really good. Uh, just the plus one of make a, a one one with a prowess is pretty pretty solid. Just everything about that card looks really good. Uh, Shivan Devastator also looks really good. Uh, yeah, X and a red for a, a zero zero flying haste. Shivan it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it, and that's pretty strong. So Dragon Hydra. Yeah, that's that's a weird creature type. Uh, yeah, I dig it. Comparing, but I, yeah, I like it. Um, but I think the biggest thing to talk about about the set is um, the collector booster thing. Because that's that's certainly very interesting. Um, we're getting collector boosters, three percent of collector boosters. Uh, they found boxes. Found? I, no, no, no. I, I actually do. So okay, I, I do want to address that. I do think. Um, I do actually believe that these were found, and they don't say when they were found, but I do believe they were found in a warehouse somewhere. And the reason I say that is. Having been having worked for a company where I've walked through a, a like a repair center warehouse and the amount of stuff that just sits in a warehouse just untouched uh, sure. by human hands is pretty hot. Like it's a lot higher than people think. Like, I, I, it's it's it, there's there were literal when I remember walking through my my company my previous company repair center warehouse and there were literal skids of just stuff that they were like oh yeah we're probably going to sell that on ebay at some point right but here's my thing all right there's no way that watsi releases everything they print to oh yeah absolutely right yeah I, i'm i'm almost if they have done it smarter at least to the point where they're like oh this magic thing is going to be a success maybe they didn't with alpha and beta right whatever right but because from what i understand when they did the beta draft they actually had to buy that product for the draft yeah, um, yeah, that's, but, that's kind of uh, the awkward part about that, right? So uh, I think what they've done when they when they print sets is they'll take a certain percentage and keep it themselves, and then the rest go out to distributors. Oh, sure, sure. Um, 
and, and that, that that's that's totally fine un- understandable but um what what people need to understand though is that this particular this set legend had kind of like an a and a b meaning where say you've got a box here in ohio and you pulled a mana drain but didn't pull like one of the other cards based on where it was on the sheet you could send something to wizards like the cards i think or whatever mm-hmm. uh, again this is like over this is almost 30 years ago at this point yeah yeah, yeah. uh you could send wizards what you didn't want to get what you wanted or should have pulled if they would have allocated things properly. Right. Yeah. There so, was collation problems. Yeah. So yeah. That, what they opened up, none of them had managing from, no. from legends. No, so they had that half, which had tabernacle moat on uh, some other cards. Right. Um, so I think that this is just that set. They're like, Oh, coal collation problems, crap, set all this aside. And then, Oh, we got this stuff still sitting here. Yeah. What do we do? And, with I, and I mean, I'm sure it, it is one of those things where they they found so, yeah, it. I, I don't I don't I don't think it was found. I, well, I think they knew no, it no, was no. there. That maybe. Maybe some okay. So here here's the thing about that. Maybe somebody at some point in the company's life knew it was there. Sure. And then that person left the company. Well, there there could be that because the and, way and, they, the way they describe it is like it's in some warehouse off site uh, in the middle of Washington State or whatever. I'm like so you think back to mid nineties, what person was going to be like, all right, I want a hundred skids of legend, right? To right. Just sit in a warehouse and, you know, pull a Rudy yeah. from Alpha investments Trust or whatever. Trust me, right? I, I absolutely having seen up close how things can sit and sit in warehouses and stuff. Sure. It's absolutely a thing that happens. Like okay. it, it really I'm just does. Just, just by yeah. 1994 money standards, yeah. that, that's a shit ton of money. If, so, we, if what they're saying is to be true, like we're talking hundreds of skids, right? Not cases. Because I think the cases back then there were like ten boxes per case. Mm-hmm. Right. Now there's now there's six for a normal uh, right. standard draft booster set. But right, I I, it's also worth. I'd say it's kind of worth noting that from the standpoint of you know whenever paper uses the you know we. They found this. They they take this to mean that, uh, oh well, wizards obviously reprinted these. You know that's that's you know that's what they did. They reprint, and yeah, these are I, not reprints. No, I, I definitely agree with the, the the concept that they could probably not reprint these cards the way that they were printed during that mm-hmm. time would not happen. They if they were like reprints or whatever, they wouldn't have the collation problem. Like that's the other thing we we have the collation issue. Um, there is also a list of cards that were not included because they were from artists that have been deep culturally offensive, that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, you can guess it's Harold McNeil is like 90% of those because he's a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> like uh, cards like that. Uh, Craw Giant, I think, was on that list too because of the flavor text. Um, what was the other one? Was Pyrokinesis? It was a Pyrotechnics, I think it was. Uh, I'm not sure. And it's, it's really a shame. I mean, sure, his art is, there's art of his that is just literally abhorrent, right? Right. You look at something like Sylvan Library, and it's like, oh, neat, right? Yeah, it's that, that like, doesn't seem that bad, but then you go, yeah. well. Then you look at all his other pieces, like, oof. Yeah. You can't, if you do it, you do it all. You can't right. just save ones. Right. And, um, but no. They, it, they also, um, it was like also like Craw Giant was also one. That also got um, because it was the flavor text, and I think pyrotechnics, I think, was also the other one. Yeah, it got because of of flavor text. So, yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. 
you know, what I like with this, though, is that Wizards took what they did with removing the art from the Gatherer for a lot of these cards, and they re-examined that whole issue when right. it came down to this. So it's right. like they were not prompted to go back and look and, and see if there's more they could do or whatever. Yeah. They, did the, they did this on their own. So right. kudos to them for making that decision and, you know, uh, having the foresight, I guess, to uh, to be able to do so. Right. Um, however, <laughs> 3% in collector's boosters. LOL, you'll it's get not, all my money. It's not a lot. Uh, no, can... uh, people are trying to figure out how many legends uh, packs were opened right? Or, or cards were gathered or whatever, right? Uh, that way they can figure out approximately how many set boosters as, or uh, collector booster boxes that or packs where they'll be available. And I'm like, what? whatever. Y'all are going to buy that crap anyway. Just yeah, just do it. It's, gonna, it's certainly going to push the sales of oh, sure. this. Yeah. Um, like, absolutely going to push the sales. And... Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, like, not putting them in regular draft boost. I, I get why, because they don't want whales to buy all that stuff and not have anything for people yeah, who just want to play magic. Yeah. But at the same time, like people like us, like, you know, oh, crapped out of FNM, let me get a draft booster of Dom Mare. Oh, the tabernacle. Like, we're yeah. not going to have that moment, right? No. And that, yeah, it's whatever. Like, you I mean, know, it's, it's bleh. Like, yeah, sure. I, I, but, um, it, this is uh, it's going to be a cool set, I think. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, concerned though. If they're putting this in the set, if they're putting these cards in the set. Is Dominaria United underpowered, or mm-hmm. is it already juiced to where they didn't need to do this to be? Yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. Based on the cards we've seen, looks pretty good. Like, and so I'm and a the little we're getting for arena. Like, right? Mm. I'm like, okay, well, this this mm. looks pretty good. So I'm guessing that it's probably pretty good set. Mm-hmm. Um, this new cycle of these uh, stained land stained glass basic lands by Magali, uh, just uh, absolutely gorgeous. My um, heart. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I just I love her art. So it's, yeah, it's so so good. Uh, and then uh, we had a bit of a snafu with this set already, unfortunately, uh, with the Amazon listing for the Magic Visual Guide that's coming out later this year. It's up for pre-order, and um, some of the pages they use to sample to look, see what the book looks like uh, are extremely spoilery in regards to the storyline that will be taking place within Dominary United, and wow. Um, yeah, yeah but, the, spoil, the spoils were in words instead of art Yeah, using to advertise for figure. Right, so yeah, it's... I, I'm sad. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on there, and I mean, obviously we, we kind of get already um, in uh, one of the pieces of flavor text for Sheevan Devastator uh, mm-hmm. is that we obviously get to see that um, Shieldred is alive, and not only is she alive, she's on Dominaria. So, uh, so this is this is gonna span what they said is multiple sets, uh, uh, four, I believe, four right? sets, yeah. And that's gonna probably take us all the way back into New Phyrexia. Oh, and, sure. and uh, so yeah, um, it'll take us to late winter, early spring uh, look, next year, whatever looking, that's. Set is. Looking forward to that for mm-hmm. sure. About time. Okay, so let's talk about the real meat 
because Dominar United is not the most exciting thing that happened this week. It's not, it's not the most tilting thing that happened this week to the internet. There was certainly a lot about Dominar United, but. Oh, one thing we didn't mention uh, is that with, uh, and I don't know if you're mentioning it when you uh, tatered out, uh, what they're also doing is they're taking uh, legends. Oh, yes, yes. Le- all the legends characters that were yes. from the set legends that are not on the reserve list and providing yeah. updates to them. So yeah, uh, like there'll be, get... I think, 20 of them. Yes. So uh, 19 creatures, one planeswalker. So I'm thinking Dacon is going to be could, a, a planeswalker. It could be Dacon, yeah, because we already got oh. a Dacon planeswalker, but it could already it could be another version of Dacon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Now I have to go back and look at um, those those cards from Oh, Legends. I got it. I got it. They have... Uh, uh, Jasmine Boreal of the Seven. No, no, no. I was oh. uh, I was going to go look at the actual uh, ones oh. fr- from Legends. Oh, the ones from Legends that yeah, are on the reserve list? Yeah, because yeah. um, that would be kind of curious to see. Uh, not reserve list here. Uh, Arcades. It could be Nicol Bolas. We mm-hmm. could get a new version of Nicol Bolas. Maybe. Good um, Jedit O'Janan. Uh, Johan, Johan, like uh, he could be a Lord Magnus, Nebuchadnezzar, Ramirez. Yeah, we've seen so we've seen Jasmine Boreal, we've seen Ramirez, De Pietro, we've seen Torwalki. Um, is Sulkinar a planeswalker? Let me go look. Let me go look because I don't remember if he is or not. If you want to stay up to date on any of the previews, uh, one place you can check those out is uh, on MTG Goldfish under their previews, they will have uh official spoilers under he, there. that way he, you don't get completely spoiled could theoretically because like Sulkanar could theoretically be a planeswalker was he a pre-mending walker uh because he was um part of he was a um servant of dahada of mm-hmm. gadron and something to note is the two commander decks that they um spoiled the the art for it, one of them is gadron dahada as mardu and the other one is uh, Jared Carthalian as um, uh, Rainbow, I think it was. It was like Rainbow Colors. Yeah, there's a five-color deck, yeah. So, like, they may, you know, finally finish the Planeswalker War of some sort, like, in that regard. Maybe. So, uh, oh. yeah, I, I could see, I could see Sulkinar or, um, like I said, I could also see, because one of them is, one of the, yeah, it's 19 creatures and one Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. So, I could see them maybe doing a new version of Nicol Bolas or um, a new version of da- Dakon. Yay. Or Solkanar. Like, I think those are the big Neat. ones that I could see. So, um, also, uh, I forgot about this too, till I went to the Goldfish preview site. The uh, Magic 30 previews, or uh, pre- not previews, promos. Yes. Where they have a year stamp for when the card was initially printed. Yeah, those like are pretty they cool. They have uh, a Sarah Angel by Kev Walker, uh, has the uh, gold starburst as a symbol. In 1993, in the lower left corner of the art, I need, I need those the Spinhorn elves. Uh, yeah, uh, so there's ball lightning, and those two are in English. The Spinhorn elves will be in German. Spindordelfen. Spindordelfen. Can we just get this in modern already, please? It looks so good, and I want it. I need it for right? my cube. I need one for my cube because uh, because cube. Like I, right. I, need, I need. I just need stuff for my cube. So That's so cool. Um, All right. Speaking of that, I picked up. I, I I had a mail day today, and I picked up stuff for my cube today off of somebody. Hey. Uh, a bunch of double master stuff. So like all the pack foils of like all the double master stuff that I needed yeah. uh, for that was downshifted to common. 
Uh, I'm going to pick up the promos of the other stuff I need soon. But then I also got nine out of 10 of the uh, borderless foil Karoos. And wow, those are good looking in foil. Oh, I bet. They're, they're gorgeous in foil. Like, uh, I also picked up a Monastery Swiss Beer in foil, uh, a Wordless Monastery Swiss Beer, and a Burning Tree Emissary, and those look really good, too. So, Man, you got Monastery uh, Swiss Beer before Arena did. Yay! What do you know? Oh, okay. Moment. So, the, <laughs> that's not even, like, the most, like, absurd thing that happened this week, either. Like, oh, no. No, like, no, no. So, um, San Diego Comic-Con. And Mark Rosewater's panel at San Diego Comic Con is about Infinity. Whoa! That's yeah, such a weird place for an announcement. About I, I agree. I agree. I I don't think it was a good um, place to have that announcement. Honestly, especially for something coming out in October, right? And for something yeah. not like I. I also disagree with them using Mark Rosewater's Tumblr blog as the source of information for all this. I, yeah, I, I hate it. All be the mothership. They, there should be an article. They, yeah. they, 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 there needs to be an article. Like it's just, it's awful that we have to resort to going to somebody's Tumblr blog for like yeah. the only person in the world that uses Tumblr still. Right. It feels like, you know, I, I think I created a login for it to respond to a question of his like back before the pandemic it's utterly ridiculous and yeah, I, I i think I, it's oh my god i think it's stupid and i just i hate it so why, much why can't like wizards if you're not listening to this podcast uh what i recommend is anything that you release as far as and you have a presser about it, you know say hey after this is over it'll be up on dailymtg.com right whatever. yeah right? that's what Direct it's where it should be everything to the mothership that's where it should be. I, I just for for a company that is so now ingrained in Hasbro, both from the CEO level and on down, and such a huge cash cow for Hasbro in general. Right. The fact that you can't figure out or just refuse to do it, have the article go straight or have direct traffic straight to the mothership after you have some type of a news announcement or whatever. Right. Right. Is just it, it's inexcusable is inexcusable and that's yeah. not me being old man shake piss the cloud hate social media it's right just inexcusable so we, <sighs> we we got to a little talk a little bit of talk about um unfinity yeah uh, i still very much dislike the acorn thing um and i and i and me too so i i don't like it from the standpoint of i don't mind that there's cards that are black bordered legal cards uh i don't like how hard it is to tell them apart Correct. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I I don't think like I I don't think the acorn does a good enough job of making it so you can tell cards apart. And then at the same time, you also we've also had two instances so far, months apart, no less, where the preview image was wrong, and that even happened this weekend. Uh, there's a, a creature that they revealed, and the um, showcase version of it had the acorn, and the regular version of it did not. Turns to find out it is eternal legal. Uh, so um, yeah, that's kind of awkward. Um, but and of course, you know, there's another card that you know is acorn that looks like it would work just fine in um, black border magic, but apparently it doesn't. Uh, that's kind of interesting. We could talk about that here. So, um, so let me make sure I understand that because even I'm confused. Right. Because to me, silver border, black border, white border, I can tell all those apart 
whether you're sitting across from me at the table or you're diagonal from me and in the commander pocket. Right. I could just look over and see, all right, uh, there's a Civil War card. I don't know what that was. Focus on that, right? You have all these black border cards. You can't see the acorn hologram if you are diagonally across from someone. You can't tell that is different than just a regular hologram on a card. Right. So the cards that have the acorns, are they legal in Legacy and Commander and Finch? No. No, okay. those cards see, are not. I, I thought they were. No, the that those cards are not. Those cards are not legal. Uh, so if it has an acorn on it, they are not legal in anything. So the whole reason that they put these cards in black border, unlike other unsets which are silver borders, is because there's this big kerfluffle allegedly, because I've never seen anybody do this, of commander players saying, "Well, those cards aren't legal," even though the cards are able to be played in a casual format, which these unsets are made. To right, be. right. This is a casual and, format, and, and that's kind of been the thing that Mark Rosewater has been pretty uh, vocal about is that he wants people to play these cards in casual formats and commanders like the casual format. Like he wants people to be able to play that in commander and they can only play some of them because right. the, the, everything's right. black border. Well, but so, so what happens is here's what, here's what happened because they're not legal in commander. Mm -hmm. uh, there's that stigma of, well, it's not legal. I have to have a discussion with my, my play group to if I want to play it and, or, you know, if I take it to a store, then obviously I'm not going to be able to play it at a store because they're not going to like there. Nobody there's going to want me to let me play it. Even though the cards are sold in packs. The store. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like one of those things where it's, I find that it, it's a lot easier to rule zero something out of a, out of a game than it is to rule zero something in. Sure. And it's probably just the fact that like, I think this could have been solved by the RC just legalizing these sets and then just banning the really offensive cards. Uh, like the really like goofy cards that don't really work within Black Border Magic uh, because there are, there are quite a few like that. Like obviously like if you think about it, Ashnot's coupon is not going to be a legal card, you know, if we really want to get down to it. <laughs> right. Like that's not going to be a legal. Oh. If, 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 if unglued was somehow legal in, in command in commander. Sure. That's not going to be a card. That's going to be legal. Like, I mean, gonna, if you're at a store that sells a drink. Yeah. But they, they're, that's just the thing you can never, uh, you know, you can never fully, you know, say that that's the case. Well, no, I, I understand. So, but I mean, if you had it and wanted to, and you swapped it out for another card or whatever. You know, right. Yeah. But I'm no, just saying, I, like, I, that's I that's that. not a card that's not that's gonna be legal. Now, like if you look at like the cheese stands alone, we have a black border card for that, so you get to play two of them. Right. Which or, is uh, uh Bear and Glory. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, confetti orb, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Confetti, yeah, chaos confetti is probably yeah, a card that's confetti. not legal. Um, yeah. like uh yeah, that's probably not legal. A lot of the dexterity stuff is probably not legal. At that right. point, like there's a good majority of unglued that's probably not uh super legal, but there's some stuff that's fun. Uh, sure. Like uh, if that's all, if that's what's supposed to be about fun, right? Especially when it comes down to casual commander, right? At a store, at your home, or whatever. Like there's a couple cards, like like Goblin Bookie is probably just fine. Like yeah. that card, the card is literally, uh, you know, since there are die rolls in Magic now. Right. Like, okay, well, now, now it's re, you know, I can pay a red and reflip any co coin or reroll any die. Like, okay, cool. Or um, Goblin Tutor 
is probably reasonable because it's just a, a D6 roll. Like uh, chicken egg is probably reasonable because it's a D6 roll. Like that's probably just fine. Um, so there's there's cards that deal with dice in that set that are pr- probably pretty fine. Right. Um, but yeah, like so what they did is they Tasha's Cauldron of Everything did. Uh, instead, of, so, instead of instead of taking the section of the DMG where you work with your DM for your character concept or work with your commander group for the type of game you want to play, uh, they create a uh, set that is optional to play that people now force upon everybody else because it's a rule now that's all black. So and, and and honestly, that boils all back down to the fact that uh, command that wizards cannot control. Uh, what the R, what the RC's what the card pool is for Commander? They oh, have right. no, no control it's, over it's that, fine. and yeah. that's that's kind of why they've done this. It seems mm-hmm. like because uh, they're like, okay, well, we've got and and it, a lot of it had to do with the fact that there were cards in Unstable mm-hmm. uh, that were perfectly black border cards, like they were just you know maybe a little goofy on theming, but like all the augment stuff and like the host creature stuff. That all worked. That works normally underneath the rules of uh, Commander. Like underneath Black Border rules, those cards work. They don't have rules issues that prevent them from working. Yeah, uh, and the rules committee allowed Silver Border cards for like a, couple a month, months. a month, or like a month. Yeah, yeah. It was like a month. Yeah, that was because the no Unstable issues. came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like it's the thing. It's like there's there's cards in that set that are very reasonably Black Border cards. Mm-hmm. And but because they're silver bordered and now technically not legal, people are like, nah, you can't play with that. Uh, and so they're they don't control the the card pool for commander. Uh, right. So the only way that they can get things into the card pool for commander is to print cards that are legal in it. And uh, unfortunately, you can't do a this is what leads back to the acorn problem is that can't print black border and silver border cards on the same sheet oh yeah no. yeah and yeah. and also we're kind of at a point where border doesn't matter anymore in magic in terms of the color of the border doesn't really matter anymore uh and the reason it doesn't matter is because we got so many cards that are borderless and right. secret layers and all this other stuff that doesn't even look like a magic card anymore and so I think they wanted to be able to do collectors like borderless versions and stuff with these sets. Well, if it's silver border, how do you tell that that's a silver border card? You know, so they needed something, but I do think, I do think they needed something better. I think a watermark would have been best. Yes. I was, that's, like, yeah. that was one of my points. Uh, like a big know, watermark. We're on the same wavelength, but yeah. yeah it's like a watermark or something like that would have been best. Yep. Um, but they then. They even made it like some weird color, like purple or, or something to make it different as right. far as the watermark right. make it different from like the azorius watermark or right. whatever that you see on some some of the older cards so it, it's that's that's like an issue with this set but mm-hmm. at the same time the other issue is that because we've got these um you know these cards that are you know black border legal cards they're going to impact legacy and vintage uh, well maybe we obviously don't know this yet we don't this is all speculation uh they're going to be legal in vintage and legacy and popper and commander and all that stuff simply because commander shares the card pool with uh you know legacy and vintage as an eternal format and unfortunately this just there's nothing wizards can do to divorce that at this point uh if they were going to do that that would have happened a long time ago and i don't think they can and i think it's there's a 
there's a lot of issues with that because of commander being in a, a independent format that is managed by an independent entity. They, uh, they can like all, all they would need to do is take a look at the cards that somebody pointed out that, that wizards could easily probably take control of the format from the RC. But at this point in time, when one of the RC's top members is old and de- older and dealing with health issues, it probably is not a good look. <laughs> Oh, well, there's that, but <laughs> like, you know, I, I think they can still separate the commander format. It's from really hard. Legality from, well, they they can look at, because, I mean, they did this for Arena, right? They they looked at cards that people are playing in paper to put them on, oh, wait, no, we'll get that. No. Um, no, what they could do, seriously, is take a look at cards that people are playing in the eternal non-commander formats, get those printed into some type of masters or reprint set, cut the legality of commander off from legacy and vintage go ham it is your yeah. casual format like the fact that commander is such a casual format but its legality is also tied to highly competitive older and very expensive formats yeah you know outside of course running on magic online but you get my drift yeah like it, it, it it's like oil and water they, they yeah. don't mix now the thing about the, the thing about that is it's odd is this comes up this is this subject has come up a lot this week and i was just reading a thread about um we were talking about beforehand uh about uh people complaining about maddening hex uh, somebody was complaining about maddening hex and as like the perfect sweet this is like the perfect example of why why like commander cards shouldn't be in legacy and stuff like and i'm like well i mean the card's just like it's a good card like but it's you know it's not like the most egregious thing we've ever seen come out of a commander product. Like mm-hmm. the most egregious thing has been what, like true name nemesis. And then what happened with that card? It just kind of not even really played in legacy. Anymore. Um, like let's see, what happened to that card? Um, yeah. I mean, what was, what was that? Uh, Black Delve creature. Uh, not Tombstalker. Not Tombstalker. Um, the zombie fish. Oh, a Gurmag Angler. Yeah. yeah Gurmag Angler happened. Then Merktide Region happened. Well, yeah. But you I know, mean, like, also, it, like, it got powercraft out. People also figured out, like, how, how easy a 3 1 was easy to deal with, mm-hmm. even if you couldn't target it or, you know, damage it. Like, right. you know, Toxic Deluge, you know, those kinds of cards, you know, are cards that are very cleanly dealt with. Uh, true name nemesis yeah, and that's the thing like in, in the same commander set as and, true name nemesis and like as the thing is like if you if we didn't have these cards we'd have never had anything like fluster storm we'd have never had anything like uh scavenging uh mm-hmm. containment priest was a commander card originally mm-hmm. uh those are all cards that have been well made i mean actually those are all cards that have been printed into sets that are made modern legal standard right. uh containment priest and um that's a standard card, or, yeah, or what wasn't standard? Yes. Wasn't standard, so it was scavenging use. Yeah. Uh, so there's cards like that. Um, but I think what people wait mean when they mean commander cards, I think they really mean modern horizons cards, <laughs> because those are the cards that have are, have obviously had the most egregious effect on on legacy and vintage over time. Legacy players complain about modern horizons. Yeah, cards? probably. I mean when there were legacy players that now, now told I will, me to shut the hell up about complaining about Modern Horizons cards. No, I will say this. Hold on. The um the problems with vintage have not been related to anything related to these supplemental products. All the problems with vintage have been related to standard cards. Right. Vintage <laughs> can absorb everything else. Except standard cards. But standard cards. Because the, the two cards <laughs> that, that broke vintage for several months were from War of the Spark. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Carter of Elves and Karn the Great Creator. <laughs> just absolutely just garbage gameplay. And, and and so many other cards caught shrapnel because of that. Oh yeah, yeah. So Crazy. yeah, well, I mean Mystic Forge was busted too. That card well, definitely needed yeah. to be restricted. That card definitely needed to be restricted. Sure. But but yeah, it's it's the thing is like I think people really just mean those cards because what have we really had from Commander? Like Coppa Cannoneer, like woo, like people have kind of figured out how to play against that card now. Like the card's just kind of settled into a it settled into a deck. It's played in like exactly one deck. Right. And that's right. it. Like um, yeah. you know, I feel like Maddening Hex would probably be good if it existed on Magic Online. That's the problem with this card. Because well. it doesn't exist on Magic Online. And so, and then people really point to like, oh, well, you got to see there's cards. Like somebody tries to, oh, well, you, there's cards like Hallbreacher. And I'm like, have you played against Hallbreacher in Legacy? It's like, it's okay. It's not that good. Yeah. Like, the, the biggest problem with Hallbreacher was Commander. Right. It's a 3 2 that dies to like a stiff breeze. Like it dies to everything. Yeah. It dies to Bolt, dies to Plow, it dies, it dies to Reb and Pyroblast. Like, you're but, just, but if I'm pointing my lightning bolt at the creature, then I'm not being like optimal with my spell and trying to win the game. No, that's called using derp, that's, derp, that's, derp, that's derp, called derp, that's derp. called using removal in a perfect I, I, I know. I'm I'm just acting like the guy who just wants to win the game by so so the thing to remember about all about those kind of kind of things is that most of those people don't play magic. Like they just don't. So um but yeah it's it's obnoxious but it's yes. one of those things where like like somebody like also claimed like opposition agent and I'm like opposition seasons and sees like zero play in legacy right now. Like it's, it's very minimal. Uh, the card did absolutely nothing. Uh, in in so, legacy. Yeah. In legacy, I, yeah. I still think it's a uh, problem. I, I really wish we could get um, now. It, I mean, it's programmed onto the client. It's just not in any chest yet, but I'm looking forward to the day we get Minsk and boo uh, because uh, that card is actually really good uh, in legacy. The like, planeswalker? Yes. Yeah, the card is actually absurd. It's really good. Uh, and it's because like its floor is uh make a four-four with haste, like right off the bat. <laughs> like basically, like you're oh, wait, that's the alchemy version. No, the, the first so the first time you play this, you're making a four-four with haste. Yeah. Okay, so you're so you're dealing four damage to your opponent right off the bat. Your next turn is you're dealing four damage to your opponent when you attack with it, the, the hamster. And then you're minus twoing it and dealing four damage to them and then drawing drawing four cards. And then next turn you're doing four damage to because you make another hamster. Like it happens every turn. So like it's just a really solid card. Like it's absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Like I've seen it see play in lands. I've seen it see in paper. I've seen it see play in green white depths in paper. People are playing this card. Like I've seen it in four color control decks where like you're like bant splash red in uh in paper and like this is just like a card that nice nicely ties things together and it's just in four color alone yeah yeah it's just a good card it's just a really but it doesn't exist on magic uh and so don't get to see i should try it in jund uh yeah well in legacy jund because it's it'll be only legacy legal i'm just memeing yeah um but yeah, like it, yeah. it would it would compete with Bloodbraid Elf or yeah, it, but it, but it's it's a good card. Yeah. So no, I, I I get it. Like yeah. I'm you know now that we're past the uh, the period of time where we got the two D and D sets, um, I kind of wish that they were like Commander Legacy Vintage only. Mm-hmm. Like I just I don't know. I just I, I'm not saying it's breaking my immersion because I mean heck, we just had a Noir set 
So and and sideboards is this hearse. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, I have wizards and spells and planeswalkers, and here's a hearse. Like, right, right. You know, that's already snapping immersion right now. Right. So, well, I, I don't know. Let's talk. Let's talk about the big, the big hitting thing that people got mad about over this weekend. Oh, uh, you mean the uh, the sticking point? Yes. So let's talk about stickers. So Jesus. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna distill this because it's actually pretty easy to understand once you actually like figure it out. Once you actually like look at it, you're like, okay. Which and that that's like okay. So this is ninety percent of the problem. Again, this stuff is on Mark Rosewater's Tumblr blog. You uh-huh. have to go there to find out all this information, and there's no article that just talks about it, and that doesn't help. There's no people are just not willing to look it up, or they read one thing and they immediately jump to reaction, and they don't read the whole thing and they don't have it all down. So, so what stickers are basically just they're functionally just fancy ability counters. It's like ninety percent of it right there. There's fancy ability counters. That's all they are. Um, there's cards that give you ticket. Uh, and a ticket is just like, it's like energy. You get, you know, a ticket and then you can spend those tickets on stickers and that's really all there is to it. Like it's, so it's, it's kicker. It's, it's a kicker. Uh, there is a wicker picker sticker kicker. <laughs> um, but basically, okay. So each, each sticker sheet has a, a certain set of stickers. There's mm-hmm. name stickers, there's art stickers, there's two ability stickers, and then there's two power and toughness stickers. Uh, and the ability stickers and the power and toughness stickers cost tickets. So when you acquire tickets, basically it's energy. When you acquire energy, you can spend the energy on some, on a specific ability or power toughness or whatever. It's literally just a fancy ability counter. Like it's really all it is. When you get past the point where you realize that you don't have to actually use any of the sticker sheets for any of the stuff and you just use slips of paper. You realize it's just fancy ability counters, and you're like, "What? What am I doing with my life? Like, okay, wait, this just doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just they're just fancy ability counters, okay? And they're pretty tame. Like, one of them gives, you know, like you spend two tickets to give your creature double exalted. Woo. Uh, you can spend three tickets to give your of a creature shadow. Woo. <laughs> you know, or you can spend four tickets to make your creature a seven four instead of whatever it was before. Um, now these things. The 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 thing about these things that's getting people roll out up is that a subset of these are eternal legal, uh, and people are just getting hung up on the flavor of stickers. Really, is what it boils down to. They're getting hung up on that flavor aspect of it. That right. oh my god, it's a sticker. I have to put stickers on cards. Like I blah, 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 blah. and they're not reading and understanding that they don't really have to do that, and they don't really have to do all the things with it. Uh, and they're also not reading the fact that this is a common thing I've seen is. Uh, I don't want my opponents putting stickers on my cards. Uh, that's what I, the one thing I've read. Oh my goodness. Cause uh, yeah, the, the stickers can only go on your cards, right? They stickers can only be put on non-land permanents you own. Right. Uh, and then um, the also thing is, is that, that they pointed out is that um, because of the randomness of it. And so in, in limited, you open, you open them. Mm-hmm. You're going to open them as part of your pool and you're, you'll, you'll draft them and stuff like that. Right. Uh, uh or actually no yo it says you keep, keep the ones you open so it doesn't so you just set that aside you get to keep that it's a conspiracy yeah yeah it's conspiracy yeah you're right it's a conspiracy almost yes <laughs> um, but in constructed the way it works is that you have to have 10 unique ones uh and you randomly pick three before the start of every game now they're gonna have a tool that just exists online somewhere that will just be like here's three random sticker sheets 
and you can use pen and paper. So again, at that point, you're like, okay, well, I'm not damaging my cars. And and th- there's something about that too. They The sticker glue and stuff like that they're using is more like a post-it note because it has to be able to come on and off. Yeah, but uh, as Pleasant Kenobi put it uh, earlier today, is a uh, perishable uh, resource. Yeah, well, where, not, but that's over the thing. time it will lose that stickiness. Well, but that's the thing. Like then, once you realize you just don't have to use those things if you don't want to, right? Then it's just like it's like whatever. Like you're just like so. At that point, right. at that point, you're getting hung up on the fact that there that it's flavor, right? Right. That that's really what it boils down to is when you when you are getting so hung up on this because it's a sticker and that's what you're thinking. That's what that's your whole hang up on is it's a sticker. There might be value have, in that stuff though because right. it, it it's a card that you know you use it so much it eventually will be more worn than the abur dual lane that you turn sideways on the sidewalk right um, yeah you know, I mean, so, so I'm, I'm just looking at it from a financial perspective yeah and, and, well and again like i said um once you realize that you just don't have to use the sticker sheets right you're it's like okay well at that point anybody that's complaining about it's just complaining about flavor is what it boils down to yeah there are, uh, there are people out there who get sticker books as a gift or did as a kid maybe they do now or whatever and they'll look at it and like oh and they'll just enjoy and appreciate the art they will not remove the stickers to put on things or whatever yeah it's just yeah that's what they do so, that's totally but, fine but so the couple cards that they revealed that are eternal legal so far mm-hmm. uh they were two cards one of them is a six drop five six with death touch it's literally just a french vanilla creature wait death touch yeah so they, they made this goofy fun set it's supposed to be casual and, and, and they have the word death in it. Like yeah, it's, a, it's how, a how is that fun or casual? It's an alien crab horror. Uh, I, I would expect an alien crab horror to have death somewhere on the card. Yes. Yeah, so, so I mean it's like a five, it's a it's five and a black for a five-six. And when it enters the battlefield, you get a ticket, and then you may put a sticker on a non-land permanent, you know. That's it. That's all it does. So you get a, a free sticker. Right, sticker. right. Well, you can either get a a name slash art sticker, which don't cost tickets. Sure. Uh, or you can spend however many tickets you have on a, on a, you know, which is the lowest ticket cost is two. You can spend, you know, a ticket on tickets on other stickers, but that's it. Like it's a, it's, it's a six drop. It's a six drop. You said there were name stickers. What are some of the names? Uh, one of the ones that was under it was like Dark Urza, Urza's Dark Cannonball, Happy Dead Squirrel. Like, so there's a sticker that's just called Dark. Yes. So oh. you can. There is the option. Uh, there is thing people are talking about. Like, well, I can put. There's going to be a card. Like somebody was like trying to tell me, like, there's going to be a card that's going to be like one white. And it's going to put a sticker. And it's going to let me play two Thalia Guardian of Thraybins because uh, I'm going to make my Thalia Guardian of Thraybins Dark Thalia or whatever. And it's going to be a different name so I can play a second one. And I'm like, have you ever heard of the card Friendwing Mirror or Glow Rider? Because they're functionally Thalia Guardian of Thraybins. You can already do that. <laughs> like, this is a thing you can already do and nobody does. And on top so, of that, we need to find Pithing Needle Guy. Yeah, so that yeah. way he can go back in time. That is obviously a thing that can now be too. He, can, he named Borborygmos, and his opponent's can, like, hold on, it's now Dark Borborygmos. Or Happy Barborygmos. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, or Dead Barborygmos. Because um, the thing about these things that is kind of interesting. I do think it's kind of neat is that the way that these work is that they, the effect that you put on the creature 
uh, persists through public zones. Uh, so it's like Skullbriar in a sense, like, you know, Skullbriar, the, the walking grave or whatever has, you know, when his plus one plus encounters, when he's in the battlefield graveyard or exile, you know, his counters stay on there. Uh, it's similar to that. Like that's if your creature has double exalted from one of these things, it goes to the graveyard. It's going to have double exalted still in the graveyard. So if the stickers are perpetual, then what's the purpose of alchemy? Uh, how to make perpetual work. But they're they're not fully perpetual. They only persist mm-hmm. in public zone. As soon as you go to a non-public zone like your hand or your library, uh, it goes away. Right, but the whole thing is they can never make perpetual work in paper. Well, they just did by sort making of. it work in public zones. Perpetual Boom, there, works. There per- perpetual works everywhere, though. Well, no, I, I get yeah. it. I get it. They just yeah. change that mechanic to where right. they take the name off or put a sticker on it to give it a different name. Um, and just dark perpetual. There you go. Uh, yeah. And it works just in public zones. And yeah. there you go. Alchemy is no longer needed. Get out of here. Get off arena. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the thing is about this, like, it's just like, so we saw one other card that was eternally, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a three drop do nothing. Literally, it's a three drop that has no other abilities other than giving creature spells you cast have sticker kicker one, <laughs> uh, which is kind of a fun thing to say because the card's name is Wicker Picker. And um, I'm going to read the flavor text because it's uh, unless you're quicker, I wouldn't snicker. Uh, <laughs> and that's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, but basically, as you can pay an additional one as you play a caster creature spell, and then if you do, you get a ticket, and then you can put a, st- a sticker on it. Uh, but like, it's a three mana do nothing. That's a two three. Like, so if you're casting this on turn three, it's really just doing nothing. Uh, yes, it's cost three generic for an artifact creature. Yes, I know Mistress Workshop exists. None of these cards are going to see play in Legacy or Vanish. That's my hot take at this point. Is that based on what Morrow has said already? Is that they tried to balance these cards for command? They wanted them to be played in Commander, but they also wanted them to be more draft heavy in that regards for the draft format. And they really yeah. just didn't want these cards uh, to be really super impactful on Legacy or Vintage. And they tried to balance them to that point. Wait, so that means that they are mindful of the impact of these cards in Legacy and Vintage. Yeah, but I th- they, it seems like they it. don't they don't have time to think about or test for older formats when making new cards. I mean, I think that this is exactly the kind of set where you have to have that mindfulness, though. If you're going to have cards like this legal in eternal formats, I think that you just have to have that mindfulness because right, otherwise it's ridiculous if they can do it for this yes theoretically the same approach theoretically because how many cards are in the set um a I lot like the normal amount right i don't it's not remember. like there's 150 cards because they made it to draft right i don't know if they've announced uh, the cards the cards let me see the set it's yeah, not due out until october uh yeah it's after not being actually. delayed yeah, I got delayed. Yeah. Um, looks like 244 cards plus the whatever, however many are for the um showcase stuff. Right. So so yeah, uh well, and also like the shock lands and all that stuff that are gonna be in there. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm glad they spent all this time thinking about these older formats and balancing these cards and making this new crazy mechanic for the 45 days from release that people actually care about drafting the set to the store until the next set next standard set comes out and everybody pops down their 15 20 dollars that set because it's the newest thing i actually kind of always look forward to drafting these sets too like like unstable was actually like super fun to draft 
Sure. Uh, and what what's what's weirds me out on that is un, they said that Unstable was so popular that mm-hmm. it, they had like four print runs of Unstable, and I'm like, it's, that's how it should be. If if the demand is there, who cares if the set was old? Not, you well, know, or not print le- again, right? I'm like, but I'm like, not legal, like, and I'm like, but at the same time, it's just like it seems odd. Yeah, I don't know. The whole yeah. thing is just weird. So that, that that's just my big issue with draft overall. It's like yeah. they focus so much on well, a format that is cared less about. I think I think se- this is uh, several months into its release. I think this is fine for like I think that's what where we're gonna see most of these cards. Uh, the sticker stuff is oh, yeah. draft mainly. I mean, nobody's playing this six drop. You know, five six with death touch and oh, not even in commander. Like well, you're not playing this. If, even if they do. They're making like uh, an uncommander night or whatever, right? Right, right. Plus, here's the thing. To kind of go back to your point about borders and borderless cards, what's stopping from anybody taking an acorn card, getting it altered to have no border, assuming that there are no borderless versions of those cards? Right. Uh, or even a silver border card, getting it unsilvered, unbordered, whatever, and putting it in their commander deck, and unless you know the entire card catalog at the time you're playing against this person, you won't know. You're like, what's that card do? Right. Oh, you know, and then you happen to look at the expansion symbol, like, why is there a wrench there? Right. Oh, but like, you know, so like, and then it's too late. You're already playing. Like, let's talk about the one that where I feel like people will probably try to play this in Commander uh, because uh, it mostly works. Uh, there's a few corner cases that make it for the reason why they decided to not uh, make it eternal eagle uh that i found out about that was kind of interesting to talk about and that's far out uh and that one is uh two and a white for an enchantment uh it's uh rather than choose the indicated number of modes for spells and abilities you control you may choose one or more mode and you can't choose any mode more than once so basically it turns Uh like your cryptid command into like i get to choose all four modes to everything right yeah it turns everything into sublime epiphany essentially however the reason this is acorn uh, and this is a card I can see see and play in Commander, even though it's Acorn, because it does most of the time work. Mm-hmm. There's a few weird corner cases to this card as to why it doesn't work. Uh, and the biggest one of those that they pointed out uh, in the reason why it doesn't work in Black Border Magic is it does for everything like charms. Like charms are great with it. Sure. Cryptic Command's great with it. Like all that other stuff's great. With it. Um, Misawa's Gita seems like the most dumbest card on the planet with it. <laughs> like that seems absolutely absurd. Like pay, you know. You know, pay for G, you know, right. move, move a charge counter, do everything. Uh, seems, seems good. The card that really screws this up is Outlaw's Merriment from uh, Throne of Eldraine. That's the one red, white, white uh, enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one at random, create a red and white creature token with yeah. those characteristics. So what happens is, is it basically would create a creature that is all of those ability, all of those things at the same time. And that can't happen in Blackwood at all. Like it's just not possible. Uh, so that's one of the ones. Yeah. I think the other one was Wild Shape from the um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. So you know the choose one until end of turn target creature you control has that has that base power and toughness becomes that creature type and gains that ability. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and it has you know bullets for one three turtle with hexproof, one five spider with reach. You know, and modal spells are well defined in the rules of Magic because somebody was like, well. How do you know what a modal spell is? And I was like, well, I was looking at the rules and like 700.2 very clearly defines modal spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are spells that use the word 
choose X and have bullet points. And so Wild Shape is a modal spell. Right. And there there are modal spells that were made before they kind of... And uh, there's, there's, a, there's a cool thing about that. Um, a lot of those cards got errata mm-hmm. to match that template. Yeah. And in the rules of 700.2 and below, it actually explicitly calls that out in those rules. It actually explicitly says that there are cards that were printed before this template change was made, that all of those cards that uh, are considered modal by you know the standards of today... Mm-hmm. All have uh, received errata to become modal, proper right. modal spells. Like it actually says that in the rules, in the comprehensive rule. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that's kind of neat. But yeah, so there's a reason why this card work is, and it's because these weird corner case cards that are just odd things. And but otherwise, I feel like that's a card that you could probably see as long as you're not playing one of those cards. Uh, because if nobody's playing one of those cards, then you could just be like, well, okay, well, I'm playing. I'm going to play this in, um, what's the deck? Oh, what's the card? Uh, Ramos, oh, uh, Dragon Engine. I'm going to play yes. Charm Tribal, Charm Command Tribal, or whatnot, <laughs> and play this card and play all the modes on my charms and all the modes on my commands. Oh my uh, this card with Colligon's command seems absolutely busted. Uh, just absolutely absurd. Oh my God. <laughs> just, just get everything off of Colligon's command seems really good. All the commands yeah. are kind of dumb with yeah. this. Um, but yeah, your cryptic command is also like obviously absurd. All your all your Lorwyn commands are obviously pretty absurd. Primal command's pretty dumb. Right. Uh, oh my and, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just all those cards are really good. Um, and then like, yeah, cards like GTA and uh, stuff like that are probably obviously really absurd <laughs> with it. But, um, and then- well, um, Will they ever make a Colorless command? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I don't know. Um, Now, the next card I'm going to talk about is... Eldrazi Charm. There you go. Yeah, the next card I'm going to talk about is Eternal Eagle. Uh Uh, This is the one that was... They they messed up uh, because the Booster Fun version was mistakenly shown with an acorn. Right. Uh, And that's Magar of the Magic Strings. No! Oh. Yeah. This card's actually really cool. Honestly, I think this is going to be a sweet commander card. Uh, because I think this will be fun to have like in the 99 or to build around. Uh it as the commander itself doesn't really do a ton because like it's in red black. Uh and if you're thinking about you know the kind of cards that you want this to um to copy, mm-hmm. you want to copy blue spells. <laughs> so because you want to copy like extra turn spells and stuff like that, you know. Oh, it's yeah, like a it's absolutely. like a it's like a red black narset. Uh it's this one black and a red. Uh, it's a legendary uh, Minotaur performer. Ah. Uh, it's a 3-3, three, three, uh, and it has uh, one black and a red. You note the name of target instrument or sorcery card in your graveyard and then put it onto the battlefield face down. It's a 3-3 three, three creature with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may carry a copy of the card with the noted name. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. And if this creature would leave the battlefield, uh, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Oh, dear uh, God. So you can... Yeah, you can be like, all right, well, I'm gonna get my uh I'm gonna loot my my time warp, you know, or whatever into the graveyard, and I'm gonna make my time warp a three three, and I'm gonna hit somebody, I'm gonna cast time warp. <laughs> and obviously in commander, the guarantee of connecting with this creature is pretty high if you really think about it. Oh because yeah, yeah. Like you just need to put like something on to protect it. And well, make sure well, it's unblockable, like with Rogue's Passage, and you just go to town. Well, I mean, or, or that, or there's just somebody that just doesn't have a creature. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that happens pretty often. Like, oh, yeah. there's there's always the, like that one person that's like, okay, I don't have a creature. 
uh, attack you because you don't have a creature. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Like, you know, so that's a thing. Like, okay, but that seems fine. I don't think this card is good in Legacy or Vintage. Um, it's exceptionally slow uh, in Legacy or Vintage. Um, because if you think about it, you have to cast this on like turn three uh, in Legacy. Essentially, if you're if you're playing it in like Grixis Control or something like as as fun as it sounds, it's getting a three three that casts Brainstorm every turn or something like that. Um, if you're casting this on turn three, you're not mm-hmm. activating it on turn four until turn four, or at least your opponent's end of your opponent's turn four, because uh, it can do it at instant speed. Um, you're not attacking with that creature until turn five. Uh, that's like really exceptionally slow in Legacy. Will, will this be available on Moto? Uh, supposedly. Supposedly, right. so a smattering of the eternal cards will be available on Modal Magic Online. All right. So, so once this is legal, we go brought bug uh, Brian Coble. That way, he <laughs> puts his card in the legacy deck, played on uh, play for in a league. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and and the stipulations is he has to have this card, uh, an extra turn card, and a way to pitch cards into his graveyard, like uh, so face of looting. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, there's there's cards that you're just like, okay, well, I would be fine with casting every turn, anyways. Sure. Like, I would be fine with cast, putting a brainstorm underneath this and casting brainstorm every turn. Of course. Uh, but the problem is, it's a three three that doesn't have any evasion whatsoever. Right. And a three three with no evasion and legacy is uh, just functionally terrible. Outside of the fact that yes, Oko was a card, especially but, with uh, Karnstruck tokens. Oh uh, yeah, Karn. Well, it's like Karnstruck tokens, uh, Merktide Regent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all those cards. Like yeah, there's tons of stuff. Name Nemesis. Oh wait, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, like like Merktide's like the biggest thing. Like you're yeah. if you're never playing this card against Del- Delver Jesus. and having it live. Yes, it's non pyroblastable, but at the same time, it's a three three, so it dies to Bolt, and it's legendary, so it, it eats it to Caracas. And the card, oh. it, the the creature that it makes, is a three three, so it dies to Bolt and Plow. And yeah, so there's yeah. just there's just t- or prismatic ending, right? It's just a three three creature. It doesn't have any uh, ma- mana cost, so it's just like one mana prismatic ending kills it. Oh, and it's and, uh, it's red too, right? And no, no, it's not. It's not a red card. It's just a three three creature. It doesn't know oh. the, the creature that it makes. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. The creature that it makes is just a three-three face down creature. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't have any colors. Like, so you just like one mana prismatic ending it. Like hey, look at that. Wow. It gets from Pyroblast and Hydroblast. Yeah, it does. Sure. Um, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do think this card is super sweet for commander. I, sure. I actually do think that card is like it's really fun for commander. There's I I had you it's know fun. if you wanted to like build around it in like a red mm-hmm. bull an actual as the commander there's right. like stuff that you can cast like peer into the abyss and um <laughs> like i was also thinking of like disrupticorum right uh like disrupticorum would be kind of goofy you know you cast oh like oh, i'm gonna cast disrupticorum every turn because i'm gonna hit the one person that doesn't have creatures and it has to be in uh instant or sorcery right yes so you can hit you know you, you hit that and you'd be like all right well for the rest of the game until somebody figures out a way to get rid of this creature, uh, I'm going to uh, make it so you all have to attack each other. And I'm always going to get to keep doing this because you all have to attack each other. <laughs> so we go get uh, Mastermind's acquisition. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There is that. Uh, yeah. You e- emergent ultimatum. Demonic tutor. Demonic tutor. Sure. Like you just cast Demonic tutor every turn. That would be kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
like or over it's, the pages. It's, it's functionally Isochron Scepter, but it has to but it has extra steps. <laughs> like Isochron Scepter that has to attack. Uh, yeah, it's Isochron Scepter that has to attack. Just some, as Dr. Garfield drew it up. Right. So yeah, I I, I actually like that card. It's kind of neat. I you know, I, uh, I'm glad Wizards made this set because now they can target the one section of the consumer base they have been aiming for for so long. That is the color form cl- uh, crowd. All those people <laughs> enjoy their color forms or have their fat head athletes uh, on their walls or whatever. They can enjoy the stickers that is matching. I will say that. Good the, job. Watson. I will say that the sticker sheets are. Um, I, mean, I just. I, I. I just honestly don't think any of these cards will see play in literally any format that is uh, competitive. Right. So I'm just not really worried about them. But I do think it's funny that like somebody pointed out it's it, how possibly insensitive it is to have a, a dead Gideon plushie uh is one of the stickers and i like i'm laughing my butt off like so i'm kind of curious to see what the rest of the sticker sheets look like because there's 48 sticker sheets sure uh and i'm just kind of digging i'm kind of laughing at it like i just i I just it it doesn't bother me so right it's a carnival theme set right it's like a carnival in space or something yeah it's space carnival yeah Yeah. none of that bothers me right and i i think this would have been better held for some other convention or whatever if possibly you, yeah you i think could, I, that's a big part of it or they could have had like a weekly magic strip. sure uh yeah, and, and they they could have done it up and had like a big top tent and had jimmy come in as the ringmaster and and done all sorts of crazy so so wait wait what you're saying is we should have revealed this set at trotcon uh, two weeks ago sure because <laughs> it was circus themed so yeah, there you yeah. go yeah, yeah there you go that, that yeah. could happen um yeah. But yeah, the, the San Diego Comic-Con event should have been for Dominaria United because the people that are there, I'm okay, first of all, I've never been, but the people that are there are looking for experiences and collectibles. Right. And here's this fun set that you draft with and people who are looking for collectibles are like, draft, what, what's draft? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. And know, I, think, you're not, I think you're not getting interest. And I, I understand that like Mark Rosewater is very excited about this. This is his baby you know sure. this is his thing and i understand his excitement for it and but his energy I, may be too much for the new person at and I just, Com- what's magic gathering yeah oh god who the hell's that you know and I, just, I just don't think it was a good place to uh no. to actually reveal that kind of stuff especially something that like this that has actual implications possible implications on eternal formats um now and i'm it's again, so far out of the realm of their entry product commander right I know I so left left field from I don't think that I, I think that we possibly get maybe a card or two, maybe a card of that is not sticker related. I will just say that not sticker related, a card mm-hmm. or maybe that that is reasonable in legacy or vintage. Uh but and that doesn't bother me because at that point it's just another supplemental set. I think right. absolutely none of the sticker stuff sees play there because quite honestly, uh when you think about it, they probably played it pretty safe. Um, remember dungeons? Yeah, like like how yeah. safe how safe dungeons were, right? Like food, and food chain was hot for a minute. You mean Alluren? Or uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and actually, that card still sees playing Alluren. Sure, uh, but it's like, fine. But it's fine. Like it's just it's it's the only dungeon card that sees playing Alluren. The other dungeon cards are all just kind of okay. Uh, and even then, that that mechanic was so safe right. that it did nothing in standard. Oh, that it that it took them going to alchemy 
and tweaking the cards in alchemy to make a venture dungeon deck good like that's it's kind of what it took uh so i'm just okay with it like it's it's probably i i'm at the point where i'm just like i see it and i'm like i understand that people are mad i understand that people are just kind of you know a little upset that this is a thing that's happening but at the same time let's wait and see all the cards and like let's just sit back and let's wait and see all the cards and let's make sure that it it, it honestly looks just fine like it's gonna be fine legacy is gonna be fine and and here's thing that people need to know there's not a single legacy player out there who's going to be shredding packs for the few cards that may or may not impact they're just gonna buy singles yeah they're gonna buy singles so this whole notion of that from wizard we're like well if we make it this way, you know, we're going to get more people to buy this product. No, you're not. There are going to be people like, you know what? I'm going to put this money away for singles. And then eventually your consumer base that you're wanting to buy all this random uh, sealed product, they're going to stop buying the sealed product and they're just going to buy singles. I, I think I think the other thing to, to consider too, what is also going to drive the fact that these cards will not be... Um, very playable in legacy and vintage is the fact that the the whole constructed functionality of having to have 10 sheets and then randomly picking three for before the start of each game and i think what the 10 sheets are in your sideboard no they're they're not sideboard slots they're just 10 you just have to have 10 and then you randomly pick three and and it's there's a tool like i said there's gonna be an online tool that does it too uh and yeah, i'm just like coming to arena aren't they no i don't think they're coming i don't think the set is coming to arena oh good um but like it's one of those things where it's like okay well if you have to pick randomly for something mm-hmm. um how good is that like that's yeah. that's kind of not so good if you really think about it uh and it's you don't want randomness you want consistency in those mm-hmm. competitive formats and you don't want yeah, it's just so it's like, okay, the I, very notion of it being completely random is also another safeguard to where they're like, well, we kind of don't expect people to play these in Legacy Advantage because why would you? Like, they're just going to be so random that you're right. not going to be able to get the effect you want. You know, you're not going to abuse a certain sticker or something like that, you know, because, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just going to be fine. So right. um, I, I'm just, I, I think part of the frustration from people who are frustrated and probably just not uh, providing their thoughts properly is that with each set release, magic seems to try and help. Instead of just making it good, because we're all going to, right. you know, like uh, people and, and people talk about like what their favorite eras of standard are. Mine is uh, Return to Ravnica through Theros and all the way to M- M15. By the end of that, we had eight viable decks at least. Uh, it was the birth of Commander, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and the sets weren't like, all right, we have to make something for legacy players. You know, they just made good sets. Right. Oh, with the exception of Born of the Gods and during the Knicks. But at least put that aside. The fact they just focused on making sets instead of making sure they appeal to every single person. Uh, and that, that, I think, is just an overall problem of the internet age that we're in now. Right. Where everybody's like, oh, you have to appeal to me because I'm a consumer. No, they don't. Um, you know, just make a set, and if you don't like it, cool, save your ducats and get in on the next set, or buy the singles you want and keep moving and just enjoy life. Like, fuck, it, it's not that hard, people. 
like I know it's uh, that's coming from me. That that's bold, but uh, yeah, just all complaining and shit. And you're you're seeing it on on your end with what you you talked about, and it sucks because you know you got a lot of good things going on in your life. You don't need to see all that negativity. Fuck that shit. I will say I am looking forward to the draft format of being able to cast one of these acorn cards because uh, I will have something lined up for it. Just just absolutely. Uh, so there's an acorn card that's a, it's a blue card. It's a four and a blue. It's animate object. Uh, so uh, you get seven tickets uh, wow. and then you choose an inanimate object you own from outside the game. You put a power and toughness sticker on it. Then you may also put a name sticker, an art sticker, and or an ability sticker on it. And then you put it onto the battlefield as a creature. Make your own magic card. I'm going to make them. I'm going to make my own My Little Pony magic card. <laughs> Absolutely. So why not? So you'll just That's have a great. My Little Pony figure there. Yep. I'm going to turn it this way to tap it. You know, that sort of thing. Um, the other good one that was also Acorn that came up uh, was and uh, that they showed was another uncommon. Animated objects is not uncommon. That's kind of cool. Wow. Um, but um, the other uncommon they showed was angelic hair, angelic hair roll, not Harold, Harold, as in H A R O L, angelic Harold. Uh, one blue and a white for a legendary uh, angel, angel performer, uh, flying two two. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, you may put a name sticker on a non land permanent you own, and each creature you control with three or more words in its name gets plus one plus one. Interesting. Uh, uh, like, oh, that's that's kind of fun, like kind of yeah. unique. Like Geist of St. Traft is now a three three. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. Or you could put a name sticker on Geist of St. Traft. Wulong the Ceaseless <laughs> Hunger is an eleven eleven. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just goofy stuff like that. Like it just seems like it's gonna be a goofy, goofy set um sure those are the only cards we really got uh was those uh those cards so um so yeah that's kind of like it that's, for, that's a lot yeah that's a lot i think that's it for that's it for um infinity um we do got all the whole sets where we we briefly touched on historic and um explorer anthologies last week but they got the whole sets um there's some cards and I think people are, I think we kind of discuss some cards that people were kind of thinking maybe they were going to see and didn't um, like cards. Like I think obviously we talked about this already with monastery. So sphere yeah. is, a, is a card that I think people thought they were going to see and just didn't. I can understand um, the disappointment in that, but there are people who are like, I thought all of these were going to be meta cards. Like, yeah, no. I, don't, I don't think that was the truth. Yeah, like <laughs> they're, they're not, not gonna go twenty for twenty on it. Get out of here, right? Yeah, that would be kind or, of dumb. Ten for ten, or and, I, and honestly, like they're pretty close. Like there's no problems. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Like, uh, you know, obviously we got obviously the big, the big, you know, name ones are gonna be like your Kalidus, your Supreme Verdict, mm-hmm. uh, your Teamer Battle Rage is also kind of really good. Favorite Hoplite, um, but like Mausoleum Wanderer is kind of big. Uh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I think even just Unsoul Artifact and Darksteel Citadel is also kind of nice. Well, not just Unsoul Artifact and Darksteel Citadel, but also Hangerback Walker because yeah. Steel Overseer is also legal in uh, an Explorer. Yeah. So you can so, play the in, the Unsoul deck. Yeah. Yeah. You can you yeah. can play some version of it or whatever. Right. Um, um, Elvish Mystic. 
Yeah. Kind of big. Yeah. yeah see, we, we siege did. Rhino. Yeah. Siege Rhino. I'm so excited for that siege card. Rhino. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Rally the Ancestors is a fine card. Like, right. So, and Tireless Trackers, obviously. So, sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems like an okay grouping of cards. Oh, like, I'm not thoroughly upset. Historic Anthologies is kind of nutty. Let's just say this right now. That's kind of nutty. Now, I, yeah. I do like how they revealed these cards because they, the Magic Arena Twitter account, whoever runs that, would just post like, hey, it's coming in a couple of days. And they put up an art of a card. And so pretty much telling you what was coming in the set. Right. Very new Tarn McGoy, uh, uh, Avacyn Angel of Hope, very new uh, Goshen Tide of Life's Origin. Right. But the one that made my head explode is Chalice of the Void. Chalice of the Void. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty nutty. Me? Uh I mean, there's also like, you know, oh, retrofitter foundry. Yeah, just <laughs> like, rando. Like yeah, what? Um Lelia the Blade Reforged. Uh mm-hmm. so that card is gonna see a lot of play in uh, Brawl because yes. uh Prosper is legal now on there. Yeah, the and, cards will be nuts in that deck. Yeah, and so yeah, it's going to be absolutely absurd in that deck because it is absurd in that deck uh, mm-hmm. in general. Uh, but like stuff like Phyrexian Metamorph, um, Glimpse the Unthinkable. Yeah, Glimpse the Unthinkable. The whole cycle of the um, all ten of the um, artifact tap lands from Modern Horizons two, which people who are like, wait, I'm spending money and or gems and or end game gold, and I get common lands but like these are important lands for artifact decks uh and modern yeah. and i've been saying for a while let's get rid of the historic and just make it modern and people are like no nah, they're never gonna do that they're never gonna put modern on arena well you know here's some modern bangers in tarmogoyf chalice of the void and sure the artifact lands aren't really bangers but you know hell we're literally little teferi and prismatic ending from having modern blue white control on arena yeah yeah oh yeah uh, oh and, so, and solitude sorry and right, solitude. right but still that that's insane yeah uh, we're, Oph- we're just Oph- a few Oph- cards away Ophiomancer. yeah oh Ophiomancer. night of souls betrayal like <laughs> which is nuts like like all right so night of souls betrayal was a uh it, it's two two black from champions of kamigawa all creatures get minus one minus one. Yep. Legendary and chain. Yep. So obviously this is going into some type of five color brawl and check, maybe something, right? Whatever. Right. Right. Probably but, in Goshen Tide of Life's origin. Yeah. Because that, it's that just card, an enchantment that right. Yeah. That that was a hot jund sideboard card for a back while. in like yeah. 2017 or something. Right. Uh so yeah, just it just seems so random. I, I get the concern, but one thing we need to look at here, look at how many are between the Explorer and the Historic, how many of these cards are artifacts or artifact matters type cards? Yeah. Like a ton of them. So yeah. that's telling me there's something coming in, if not the next set, these next four standard quote unquote sets that is they're thinking that well, people need these cards or are going to want these cards to play with them. Right. Um, I just hope that this starts like a rapid succession of like here's Explore Anthology One, then in three months the next one and the next one. Right. Because I am all Kylo Ren meme where I'm just like more, more like I want it all. Get, right. Give me all the Explore cards. Let's get this to Pioneer 
and as quickly as possible. Give me like Nahiri the Harbinger. Give me Dragon Lord Ojitai. Give me uh, Liliana the Last Hope. Give me like just goofy card. Give me uh, the Thalia Heretic uh, Kathar. Mm. Uh, give me um, Reflector Mage. Uh, just cool cards to play with. And that way we have access to them on Arena because, um, yeah, like th- this actually makes me want to log back into the program after logging out since they made a uh, Alchemy set the uh, the current, um, what the hell they call that, the Mastery Pass. I'm like, nope, not not playing Alchemy. See you later. I am uh, probably still just going to never fire, oh, sure. off, fire up Magic Arena. <laughs> It's just it's just gonna be realistic here. No, that's, that's, even, that's even this is probably not gonna get me to open arena. Tarmogoyf, bro. Um, I would probably be just more interested in just if I was gonna do anything, it would be to uh redeem copies of Supreme Verdict, uh, because I could probably play a blue white control. Yeah. Um, because I have most of those cards uh in on my arena account. Like I have quite a quite a bit of the the blue white shell stuff so speaking um, of blue white so i played pioneer on friday okay and i was playing blue white control not the version that will be available i i played uh blue white cards that i want to play with uh in pioneer so i'm obviously mi- missing elixir and jace architect the thought just kind of give you that right so uh i play uh round one against uh abzan greece fame and literally just get slaughtered oh two like it was so quick. It was so quick. I think it showed I was getting the buy in round two before round one completed. Oh jeez! Like, like that, that's how bad it was. And sure wow. enough, I got the buy in round two. So here I am, almost two hours, um, where I've gotten slaughtered, and now I'm not playing that. Right. Get the round three, and we only had like nine people show up or sign up or whatever. So I thought it was only going to go three rounds. So I was right. Go, uh, one by one, <laughs> which is two one, but right. So I wind up beating my opponent. And then I get to round four where I was like, oh, round three, time, you know, that's done. Time to go home. Oh, there's no round? Oh, sweet. Okay, fine. Just play some more magic. And uh, I, I'll admit I got lucky because my opponent stumbled. He was playing uh, mono, uh, mono blue aggro. Uh, okay. He, stumbled, he stumbled a little bit. And uh, we went three games. He stumbled on mana game one. Then game three, he flooded. So it was kind of like, and by the time he... Uh, he started trying to do stuff. I'm like, I can just turtle up and win. right. So I won round three and four. I'm like, all right, I, yeah, I won magic. And I was still kind of bummed about losing the first round. Right. Turns out, based on standings and math and everything else, that I came in. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I I felt like I was ready to trash the deck and I should stop brewing and just play meta decks, even though I'm only playing at locals. Blah blah blah. blah you know. Normal talking points. Not my ass wound up as only the second time ever in playing magic at the FM level that I've either come in first or undefeated after it's completed. Uh, and I've been playing FM since uh, uh, Time Spiral came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, been been in magic a long time, but haven't played. I didn't start playing at the store till I was uh, old enough that I shouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> much. Um, but anyway, so yeah, all I'm missing, I believe. I can look over the deck real quick, but like one of the key pieces I'm missing or two are Elixir and, and, and Jace. So yeah, right. I'm not playing the current meta deck, but but now that we have all the cards for the quote unquote meta deck, I could practice with it 
This way, in the event I do wish to pivot, I can. Right. And I'll already have reps in and won't be like, all right, great. Let's see how this goes. Right. So this is why I want monitor on arena. Because if I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it's raining outside. Can't go mow grass, walk dogs, whatever. We'll punch up arena, play a couple rounds, keep my skills fresh. Uh, um, Bad skills. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just having the ability to just punch it up and play a, as they call it, quick game of magic for free is awesome. I understand we don't have all the cards. I understand we don't have a way to play every single meta deck in Pioneer right now. But fuck, this is the first set. Give it time. Give it time. We'll get there. Yeah, Slaughter Games is weird. Whatever. I'm sure. Yeah, that one is kind of weird, but eh. It's whatever. Yeah, uh, it's whatever. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm just not going to open Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think it's just best for me. It's just not going to open it. Just and, not. and that, that that's fine. I, I get that. It is a time sink and can be a. Yeah, well, and I, I don't really spend money on it. I just, uh, Right. But yeah, I mean, even then, I'm just like, eh. Well, like, there's I... there's one important thing with these new cards. Uh, well, their bundle costs, just to make sure people know, it's 4,000 end game gems or 25,000 gold. Um, you can figure out how much it costs you real money to make 4,000 gems. It's available tomorrow, 28th of July through October 5th. So if you're on the fence, want to wait to see what's in the next set before going in, you got plenty of time. Maybe. However, after. After that window of October 5th, you can just craft the cards using rare wild cards and or right. whatever the rarity of the card. Uh, right. So, you know, if you're not even in arena yet and you're kind of on the fence and like, well, maybe I'll try it, you know, you can just build up over time. And even from jump, from the 28th, say if you don't want all the cards, say if you don't like playing control decks, whatever, cool. You got like four uh, common wild cards you want to burn, cool. You can get your place at Elvish Mystics. That's fine. Right. So, you know, they are making it available any way you want. So, oh, there it is. Cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anywho, other than that, um, not really a whole lot going on uh, besides the big, big news of the weeks. And we just had a lot of X just going on in that regards. But um, and the MCU announcements from San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, there's there's some good stuff from that um, for sure. Like I was pretty excited to see some of that stuff. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing is not quite the, um, the big, big announcements. Like there was, you know, obviously, you know, there was the big announcements, you know, like, Oh, we're getting, you know, more Avengers films, you know, we're getting, sure. you know, the Kang dynasty and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, yeah, it was the Kang dynasty into secret wars in the same right, calendar year. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Right. Um, but we're getting a Charlie Cox Daredevil show. Okay, sure. Yeah, like eight, eight, was it nine or twelve episodes or something? Eighteen episodes. Eight, eighteen episodes. That's it. Eighteen episodes. Um, yeah. Not only, uh, not, I mean, obviously, we know that. Um, can't remember his name, but the actor who plays the Kingpin. Char- uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I, I didn't want to say it wrong. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, he put out a tweet saying that uh, a new Daredevil series starring, and he put. Charlie Cox and his name and the tweet. right, right. And I just had to read it like three or four times. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, and also, um, he's also gonna show up in uh, She Hulk. Yeah, uh, which obviously makes perfect sense. Like, I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, 
they're both lawyers. So <laughs> like, right. yes, this just absolutely makes perfect sense uh, that he would show up in she Hulk. Like that's, that's totally fair. Uh, which uh, we got a new trailer for too. Uh, yeah. With a, uh, a couple for... uh, fourth wall breaks too. Yeah. And we also get to see um, uh, more of Mark Ruffalo, uh, yes. you know, on Hulk training and that sort of thing. Uh, got to see more of Jamila Jamil as, um, as Titania. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, she looks pretty good. Uh, so, but yeah, like the, he's going to show up there and he's gonna also going to be, uh, apparently he's going to have a minor role in Echo uh, mm-hmm. as well, which is, uh, you know, Maya uh, from Hawkeye. Uh, so she, he's going to show up there as well. So, I mean. The, the fact that a, uh, a hearing impaired actress is the lead of her own series. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty let, cool. Let that sink in. That, Wow, we're we're living in you know as much crap as going on in the real world. That that's kind of an awesome thing to think. Yeah, so, so kudos. Yeah, that's that. That's cool to see that they're gonna do the um bring have Daredevil around too. Like I mean, yeah. like that's gonna be fun. Uh, and just that was that was like the big selling point for me. Uh, and then of course like the the trailer for uh, Wakanda Forever was just uh it's it's beautiful and i'm i can't wait to see this movie like i'm i'm absolutely looking forward to wakanda forever so yeah um i wanted to double check. the answer seven thousand oh i'm sorry i, I was uh, was i wrong it was not seven thousand i i may have misspoke um i was i was probably thinking of the actress from eternals oh uh yeah so my bad um but still having someone portraying a hearing impaired actress, a uh, character is still big. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 So that, that's um, my fault. There, there's, uh, I, I got what you were going there, for. Yeah. There, there's just, I, I get, that there's a lot of Marvel stuff. It's hard to keep track of. I get that. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on that black Panther, uh, to movie Wakanda forever. So there are people who are upset and want T'Challa recast because the character T'Challa, his story hasn't been fulfilled like it is in the comic. Here I'm going to tell you tough shit. Yeah, uh, it's... It, it, it sucks that Chadwick is gone. It sucks that T'Challa has been killed off screen. At least that's what the trailer is implying. Right. Um, however, this gives an opportunity, uh, not saying that they wouldn't have had it anyway, but this allows the other actors and actresses a chance to bring this land to life mm-hmm. and, and to because Wakanda is more than T'Challa. Yeah. And that in this day and age of inclusion, that should be the damn thing we're driving home. Right. And Wakanda is more than just I and I am I, I can't wait because there there are a lot of women in this movie that have prominent roles. Uh and you know it, yeah just so watch the damn movie it's gonna be great so the the tweet that i saw that i'm like i'm i'm here for this if they if they actually decided to do it this way i don't think it'll be the way that they do this right uh but um it was like you know okay we're reasonably certain that uh the next because they obviously they don't reveal who the next black panther is um but you know they're like oh well we're reasonably certain it's probably going to be shuri but Mm -hmm. and it was like but like can we give one if the poor can we can we shout out for Queen Ramonda and can we give that to Queen Ramonda because how awesome would it be to see Angela Bassett uh kicking ass as an older older lady like that's just that would be awesome I would, that, I would love that one. even if it's just for a minute 
right? You know, not, she's, not necessarily she's like, such a she's see, such a fantastic actress. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of um nine one one at all. Uh, she she's in that show. Can't say that. I have, no. And uh, man, she's she's something like she's just she's just a solid actress. Uh, like right, just so much yeah. fun. And I think yeah, I think yeah, if they gave her like you know even just a bit part where she dons the suit for just like a little bit just to kick some ass, right? <laughs> that would be super sweet. And I'm just like oh, I, I'd be like- I'd be all there for that. Because because it makes because even then it you know yeah you know even though canonically in the comics yeah they made Shuri you know the 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 Panther for you know a period of time sure. you know but like if you think about it like man mom's gonna be mad <laughs> like and you know you know hell have no fury like a queen you know that's willing to do anything to protect her land like, that's super cool if they did that way yeah. like I'd be like mm, absolutely uh, and, and like like some of the posts were like. T'Challa will never get the Mary Storm. It's like, who says they were even going to fucking do that to begin with? Like, that, right. The Mar, the, uh, Feige and company can't make an X Men movie unless they somehow pay people to yeah. take care of until like after 2025. Right. So, yeah, like, it's, let, it's, let's just let's stop with that notion. Like, it, it, yeah, it sucks. And, and the other people in the movie, the actors and actresses, they, they have that weighing on them too. They miss, right. they miss Chadwick probably way more than just the viewer does. Right. So yeah, I I can't wait. Like, man, it's gonna be awesome. Okay, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But so anyway, what, that, what, that's probably should, a good spot to wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap up here. Uh, so uh, let's. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke through this, and hopefully, the recording will turn out fine. Uh, we're yeah. trying something new. Uh, this is also a new location for where my PC is located at, so I may need to do some stuff on my end to make that work a little better yeah um but we'll see um so i may need to like install like a get like a repeater or something like that uh for back here uh so but we'll see uh so anyways let's start by having scott tell us wherever where you can find him on the internet uh if you wish to discuss things with me uh about anything we talked about tonight or just tell me i'm wrong that's fine too uh you can reach out to me at mtg pack oils on twitter uh I'm not on Facebook as much, so Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me. Uh, don't don't DM, don't DM. D- just type a tweet at me, and that's totally fine. Um, I have thought about getting back into writing, but uh, work's been a little crazy, and I, I got to move furniture downstairs and mm. other real life stuff. But uh, if you wish to read about me, certain host here on this show uh, types a whole lot about magic, and that is my co-host Joe Dyer. Where can they read your millions of words? On- I'm taking a week off next week, actually. What? Surprisingly enough. Yeah, I know. How dare you? Because I'm going to be in Tennessee, and I just really don't want to do it there. So. I know, right? <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitter at VolrethXP. You can also find the um, cast at the Astrolab cast, the Astrolab podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, you can also find my articles every Tuesday and every Thursday at uh, MTG Goldfish, uh, This Week in Legacy and Vintage 101. And yeah, I am uh yeah i'm taking a taking a week because uh it's kind of a good time to do so i'm gonna have a a nice reset before i start this new job Mm -hmm. and go from there so absolutely uh, but anyways uh i just want to thank everybody for listening uh and bearing with us as we work our way through some new technical issues so because uh, we were using Discord. Uh, Discord was having some issues. Uh, so we went back to using Zoom. 
and uh, having some issues tonight too. So I, I think it's because I had to move my computer back here. And I think that uh, I may need to do some stuff back here to make to make the Wi-Fi a little bit better back here. Yeah. So we'll see. E- but, easy fix. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, thanks. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you guys later. Replace your stickers. <laughs> Always replace your stickers. <laughs>